We welcome in Greg Amon covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Athletic NFL. Also spent 19 years at the Tampa Bay Times. Greg, good morning. How are we doing today? Thank you for joining us. Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Greg, it's seven degrees here. How is it? In, how is it in Tampa? <laughs> it is warmer than seven degrees. It is uh, balmy uh, fifty or so here. Oh, I'm jealous, my man. I got like I got a flannel on, a thick flannel, a coat. I got everything. You know, where this is actually the coldest day we've had in quite some time here uh, in Wisconsin. But looking at Green Bay, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in. You know, Tom Brady's no stranger to the elements, playing for as long as he did with uh, the Patriots, obviously. But Greg, what has Tom Brady meant to this organization with his first year here for the Buccaneers? Yeah, as big an impact as you can imagine um, in terms of not only the winning on the field uh, and getting back to the playoffs for the first time in 13 years and winning two playoff games, uh, but just in terms of exposure and national platform and primetime games and, and relevance that this franchise really hasn't had uh, since winning the Super Bowl in 2003. So it changed in every way you can and probably would be even more so if you had the, the sellout crowds you'd have uh, you yeah. know, we weren't dealing with COVID right now. Right, no doubt about it. Greg joining us, Greg Allman joining us right now from the Athletic NFL. Greg, when you heard the news that Tom Brady was coming to the Buccaneers, what was it like down there for everyone? <laughs> um, it was kind of a, a gradual thing where, you know, there was that initial talk even during the season, and, and I think it was really easy to just dismiss it entirely and be like, look, Brady's not leaving New England. If he left New England, why would he come to Tampa? And then – you know, once he, I think it was when he issued a kind of a, a statement saying goodbye to everybody up there. It was like, wow, this, this is actually really happening. He's really leaving. And then once once that happened, there were only so many suitors um, in terms of other realistic places where he could go. And I think being on the East Coast helped a lot in terms of family and the logistics of being close to, to everybody. And yeah, like I said, it, it's it's one of those where even in the context of COVID, it, it changes everything immediately yeah definitely um let's look ahead now to what's going to happen sunday but before that we got to kind of know our history you know as we're looking into the future that week six loss that the packers suffered to the buccaneers 38 to 10 i heard matt lafleur saying like we're gonna watch the tape you know, peer coach speak right we're gonna watch the tape we're gonna go through it yada 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 then aaron Rodgers is on the pat mcavee show yesterday saying it's irrelevant what does that week six loss mean to the packers and the buccaneers yeah i mean i think it, it- shows the Bucks exactly the best they can play. I mean, that was their high point of the season. It, it certainly was the low point for the Packers. Um, it, it's kind of the opposite deal they had with the Saints. You know, when they beat the Saints, they had to go to a place where they had their worst day. You know, they lost 38-3 to the Saints in Week 9, um, and they had the motivation of, of trying to show they were better than, you know, a debacle on primetime the last time they played the Saints. So with Green Bay, they, it's the opposite. I mean, they have to they have to counter that same motivation for the other side, and they have to kind of validate that regular season win. I, I don't think anybody expects them to win by 28 again. Uh, but it shows what you can do if somehow, uh, you can't even really ask for this, but if you can get multiple interceptions from Aaron Rodgers, you can have a pick six against Aaron Rodgers. That's not something uh, you can just call up in order. There's not a play that can call that, but you, you kind of need the luck of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, um, Todd Bowles, uh, I know I was looking at your Twitter account, Greg, and you are watching or uh, talking about how Rodgers hasn't faced Todd Bowles very often. Is Todd Bowles kind of like, you know, with that Week 6 win that they had, is Todd Bowles kind of the Aaron Rodgers stopper, if you will? Well, I mean, on that one day he is. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there's lots of other quarterbacks that would, would show you can pass the ball against his defense if, if you do things right. You know, it's one of those where it's a really young secondary. Um, they're all like 25 or younger, third year, second year, even rookies in there. Um, and they've had some really big plays. You know, I mean, they came up, they had, there were three 2019 draft picks that picked off Drew Brees. 
<laughs> on Sundays. I mean, that's two really good quarterbacks that don't throw a lot of interceptions, and they managed to get five between the two of them. Um, and, and that's kind of what they need to do again. It's like it, it's a tough ask, but you need to get turnovers. You know, that's yeah. going to be one of those things that decides things. You don't expect Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers to throw turnovers to throw interceptions. Yeah. But one team has to do that. Oh, um, I know, and I, I, I don't foresee, no, knock on wood now, for my side of things, I don't foresee Aaron Rodgers throwing two interceptions who's so careful with the ball and a pick six, so I'm knocking on wood here. But, yeah, to your point, it's going to come down to those turnovers because it's so, you know, both teams good on offense, both teams good on defense. But we were lamenting a lot about how bad the Packers' special teams uh, is. <laughs> the Buccaneers, though, I looked are like one worse. Is that true? Is the Buccaneers? It, it really is. It, it's a problem spot. They gave up a 50-yard punt return on the opening punt. Uh, you know, like the first time the Bucks defense took the field in New Orleans, it was on their own 20-yard line. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's problematic. Um, reliable kicker in Ryan Suckup. Uh, good kickoff. They get lots of touchbacks, but very little threat in the return game. They, they could get their, their ideal returners, again, in Kenyon Barner. Um, who's coming off IR this week. So he could play, and they could be a little better there. He had a touchdown last year. But in general, it's been a problem spot. They've, they've been like a bottom 10 in the NFL type special teams unit. <laughs> uh, Greg Allman joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Allman. The Athletic uh, NFL spent 19 years covering the Tampa Bay Times as well. Greg, uh, when, I look, when I look at what happened for the Packers last week against the L.A. Rams, the Rams had that number one defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald was a little banged up. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was still really good at what he did, but he was going against Devontae Adams. Now you look at the Buccaneers, and Sue and company, well, especially Sue, have some bad blood with Aaron Rodgers. What do we expect from that front seven from the Buccaneers against this offensive line for the Packers that has played musical chairs but is able to navigate you know this season very well yeah I mean this is the, the number one run defense in the NFL and they could kind of surprisingly get a boost I mean Vita Vea has not played since week five uh, broke his ankle against the Bears and they're going to bring him back to practice today uh, and see what he can do you know potentially bringing him off IR here in week 20 which is crazy um, and he would be uh, obviously a big boost to that as well their, their front seven does a good job of getting the quarterback um, they haven't had quite the sacks last year when Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks, but he and Jason Pierre-Paul, you, you mentioned Sue. I mean, Sue's 0 for 5 in his career at Lambeau. He's never won there, so I'm sure that's a motivation to get a chance to knock that one off the list in January is, is a rare deal. Now, I, li- I like that stat, Greg. How about this one? You think this is bulletin board material as, uh, what was it, Devin White saying that the Packers didn't belong in the same field as the Buccaneers? Do you buy into, or does the team, I should say, buy into this uh, bulletin board material? Yeah, I mean, I think that's Devin White talking right after a win in week six. Um, I think he was talking about how they couldn't handle the Bucks' stunts or something like that. But I don't think he's speaking to the team as a whole. Um, I think you'll find they're pretty careful this week in what they say and the respect they have. Um, again, it, I know they won by 28, but I think they, they recognize that they lost by 35 to a team this year. And yeah. that one day and one team, you know, you shouldn't put a whole lot of stock into just one outcome. All right, Greg, let me ask you before I ask you about the legacy, you know, of Brady and Rogers and what this game's going to mean to the NFL. Cause it's huge, obviously. But when it comes to Mike Pettin versus Tom Brady, does Tom Brady kind of know the ins and out of a Mike Pettin system then? Cause he's seen him a lot, hasn't he? He has, um, and it's funny. I mean, the one thing Mike Pettin has is that Mike Pettin beat him in the playoffs. So I think they've played like 13 times. I think Brady is 10-3 and three in those games, including the win this year. Um, it's like a 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio. So, yes, he's seen this defense a lot. I'm sure they can throw some wrinkles at him. Uh, again, there's some really good players on this defense. They have to be careful about both on the front end and the pass rush 
and in the, the corners that are covering these talented receivers. So, yeah, I think he's seen this defense, and for the most part he's had success. But like I said, I'm, I'm sure the only game he's thinking about is, is when Mike Pettin, yeah. uh and the Jets knocked him out of the playoffs, whatever it is, 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, time is just escaping us now. Time has, like, no meaning to me anymore. It's so crazy this past, like, year. It's like I, it's my head spinning. All right, <laughs> Greg, when it comes to Rodgers versus Brady, is this, is this, I mean, I don't want to say better than the Super Bowl, but is this matchup, are we going to get everything we want and more with this matchup? You know, you'd think so. It's like when they met the regular season, neither of them threw for 200 yards. Um, and as much as we blew Brady Rogers up, or not Brady Rogers, Brady Breeze up to be this huge matchup this past week, neither of them threw for 200 yards. So um, I think it could be by all means. It's yeah. like you look at, at, in terms of name recognition, in terms of what the NFL wants to see, you know, you think about the NBA being so player-driven, matchup-driven. This is ideal. These are two guys that have been at the very top of name recognition, success, everything for a decade. Um, so you feel bad that one of them can't move on. You know, it's like Breeze and Brady. It's like you feel bad here. You have one guy with nine Super Bowls and one guy with one. You feel bad when the guy with nine gets to go for a tenth when, when someone's <laughs> waited that long. So I think it's the same thing going on there. I, I feel like the default uh, if you're not a fan of either team, you, you root for the guy that's that's worked hard and hasn't had the same spoils of success. Right, Greg, With all, before I let you go, and I appreciate your time, it's been a fountain of knowledge here. Before I let you go, though, with all your time covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where does this one so far, I know it's not done yet, but where does this one rank in your career of covering the Bucks? Yeah, I was really fortunate. I got to cover them, uh, kind of stepped up as a, as a pinch hitter on their postseason runs. I was there for the whole postseason in 02, um, and that's obviously bigger just because it's the first time. Um, but this, there's nothing close to this. I mean, since then, they've had, you know, I've been on the beat full-time eight years, I think, mm-hmm. and it's like they've had two winning seasons. There's, there's nothing close to this. <laughs> this is wild. And to do it all on the road is, is kind of cool. So, I mean, Brady had four road playoff wins in his career uh, going into this season. He could have three in three weeks here. So that, that part of it makes it cool. Uh, Greg, we appreciate your time, man. And enjoy, I know it might be cold for you in Tampa, but it's it's enjoy the warmth for us, okay? <laughs> Will do. Thank right. you guys very much. Enjoy the game on Sunday. Uh, thank you. Th- you as well. Thank you so much. There he is, Greg Almond. You can follow his work at Greg Almond on Twitter, the Athletic NFL, 19 years for the Tampa Bay Times. Good stuff right there from Greg Rowdy. How about that? He's dropping a little stance on us. Indomica Sue, 0-5 in his time at Lambeau. We say hello to Wisconsin hockey legend Barry Richter and the associate head coach Mark Strobel, the gruesome twosome. What's up, boyos? Good morning. What's going on, Evo? What's up, boys? RJ? Hey. Nelly, how you guys doing? I'm Pretty good for a Wednesday. Yeah, I'm good now. Nelly, how you yeah, doing? Bit of a slow start, but we're here now and we're focused. Yeah, Nelly ended up in the ditch coming to work this morning. You guys got any tips for uh, getting your car out of the ditch? Yeah, I do. And a little shovel. <laughs> yep. I, I, I think you call a uh, tow truck is usually what you do. And you, you get the chain going on that thing. Barry, the bumper off. Barry, Barry goes to stand in a shovel and strobes is like, ah, just call the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it's been too long uh, since we had both of you. We had Barry last week. Um, I totally thought Scott uh, Scott takes our music trivia guy was on. Turned out to be Barry. I, you know, so Barry, I was a pleasant surprise having him on instead of Scott. Did you guys catch the music trivia by chance? You know, I can't have Scott come back on if you guys want to do some music trivia. I I caught it this morning. I mean, he had some good ones there. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then when you guys pull out the pretenders, I mean, that was good stuff. Yeah, thank was you. it RJ? Yeah. yeah, that was RJ. Uh, that, that's one he regularly does, so it's just a matter of recall at this point. Like one of the, like some of the first times he does it, it turns into like, I have no clue, because 
He just pulls out some deep cuts. We do like, it all. Yeah. We do it all on the show, boys. We do it all. All right. Well, the other, the other one, I want in next week on that. I'm going to, on the airplane while I'm watching video, I'm going to brush up on my Jethro Tull <laughs> and my, um, oh, let's do uh, Asia. Oh, oh Asia. <laughs> Asia. Yeah. Strong. of the moment. Strong. Of the moment. Okay, no lie. I'm not, this is. Not to get off topic here, I saw Asia in concert. It was Journey, the band Journey, you know, was at the Alliant Energy Center. And who opened up for them was Asia. I think the only remaining member left was the drummer somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Hold the, or yeah, heat of the moment, man. All right, speaking of heat of the moment, let's go back and look what happened uh, over last weekend, Arizona State. Now, when you got the news, Strobes, that the game was going to be postponed, uh, what was that? Uh, what was that Friday night? Yeah, postponed. What was going through your mind? Like, oh no, not again. Well, no. I mean, I, I'm used to it. I mean, we roll with the punches. Uh, you know, every day we're tested. We're anything can happen, and you're, you know, I don't wait for someone to test positive, but you know, it's out there potentially, and you know where they pick it up, who knows? But the fact that you know they were able to retest, and and our doctors have done an admirable job, you know, of evaluating. You know, is it a roommate? Is it where they get the contact? They try to trace it as quick as possible. Is everyone still going to be safe in the game if it's just one guy in their team? And they, they've been traveling with a roster of 30 players, so it, it wasn't like they had, you know, a lot of guys down and out from that. It was just two players. Yeah. And, you know, the long and story short of it is we know even going to Penn State, and I think Gardo realized, too, you know, he canceled the game out there. These things happen, so you have to, you know, number one, um, safety of the of the student athletes, and then two, you know, is it is it worth playing the game uh, if we can be safe? And you know, again, to have it the next day, you know, we were ready. I, I think our guys were, um, you know, focused on the fact that okay, now what? And yeah. and you just read and react. Totally read read and react. I like that. Mark Strobel joining us, uh, Wisconsin associate head coach Barry Richter, the Wisconsin hockey legend. Barry, let me ask you, my man, with that first game against Arizona State, as a defenseman that you were, the high powered defenseman, when you uh, help pitch a shutout as Badgers win four nothing, what's that feel like? What's that going through your mind after you put up a zero on the board as a defenseman? Well, it's just team defense, and I think uh, the coaches are talking about that in between the periods and everything. It's just blocking shots. You know, it's good to see guys that. Uh, do a lot of grunt work in front of the goaltender, getting some goals. Uh, Inamoto and Josh S got some goals over the weekend, and so it's a it's a team effort. It's not just you know the goaltender definitely has something to do with it, but it's also just uh, the five skaters on the ice. Are they doing the little things in terms of just blocking shots, getting the pucks out, everything? So it's it's just fun. I mean, it's nothing better than playing right down to the the, the wire when the, the the buzzer goes off, and then you look at your goaltender. And it's special for the goaltenders, right? Anytime you throw up a goose egg, Brian Elliott, former Badger, I think he's like 36 or 37 years old, had a shutout last night against the Buffalo Sabres, you know, playing for the Philadelphia Flyers. So it's just a special moment for goaltenders. Look at you, Barry, dropping that NHL knowledge on us too. My man, that's why we have you around here. Uh, Strobes, let me ask you, brother. So then the the Sunday game, you win 5-2. to two. What's it like to put up nine freaking goals over the weekend? Well, we're capable. You know, I, I wasn't surprised that we have um, a lot of offensive power, but as Barry alluded to, you know, our team defense has been much better this year, especially when we're a full lineup. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize, uh, you know, we haven't had a full lineup really until Minnesota and then Notre Dame to start the year. We're 5-1 and one when we're healthy, um, you know, and that includes Holloway and Caulfield back from World Junior and, you know, no injuries in the lineup and, and goaltenders that are, you know, perform at a competitive level and, and keeping things, um, 
you know, cleaning our own end. But our special teams have been better. The team defense has been much better, and that's from forwards on the defense to the goaltending. And um, I'm really excited to transition here into Penn State. You know, they're 7-2 and two in their last nine. Um, I was reading a little quick, uh, and I really don't do this much, but a quick uh, excerpt on U.S. College Hockey Online about, you know, how they're revamped and they're hitting their stride. And, you know, I, I don't think people realize either. We're going to go in there and we're going to go, we're going to go hard. We're going to play hard and we're going to, we're going to beat them at their own game. And, and we've had a, um, a thought process, I think, too, of, uh, we're very confident yet no, no panic. We don't panic on the bench. Guys are happy for each other. Uh, we're dialed in pretty well and, and we can throw four lines at any team. And to get the defense now into our offense, that was much needed. It's, it's, I think, uh, a positive, you know, a stretch for us to, get some of those guys chipping in with a goal or two or even uh, an assist, and it's going to make the difference in the series this weekend again. I love it, man. Mark Strubble joining us right now, Barry Richter as well. Now, after the Badgers, you know, won, swept Arizona State, RJ, I told you to to get ready for your question because what happened with the rankings? Do you have your – Yeah, a lot of shuffling going on I saw uh, just because, you know, we saw uh, the Gophers get swept over the weekend by Notre Dame, but, uh, I mean – I would even think sweeping a team and looking as as dominant as you did uh, over the entire weekend, uh, there'd be some move from number twelve up into the possibly top ten. But uh, you know, it, I I know the world of college hockey. It's all about the the team you play that weekend, not necessarily how things are going and perceive. Uh, but uh, you a little disappointed you didn't move up in the rankings at all? Yeah, who do I got to talk to, Strobe? So I got to like manhandle. I, I don't even realize. I don't even look at that stuff to be honest with you. I think if we if if you go on a streak where you win, you know, eight or nine or ten in a row, which we need to do, and we've we've had to do for the last few years to to establish ourselves at the end of playing our best hockey and build up to that, you know, the rankings will take care of themselves. That's not a cliche. They just will. And you know, the committees now this year because there's really no home ice advantage, and no fans. You go somewhere, you play. There's ice. There's a puck drop, and you got to compete. I mean. For us, it's it's where are we going to be at the end, and and I I do believe this is a top five, top seven team, and then you know you got one game shots uh, in that window after that, and your goaltender has to be stout, your D has to be stout, your offense has to you know be producing, your special teams got to be clicking, and I, I like where we're at. I think again, I, I'm fine with that. Stay in the dark horse area, you know, push towards the, the Big Ten championship at the end by playing consistent here. Whoever you know comes into our layer or arena and or on the road. And we'll be there at the end. So I don't, I don't pay attention to it. But you know, eight and six overall right now to me is, is you know, with some COVID stuff, no excuses. We're, we're better than that, and we got to now put a streak together where we can rip off, uh, you know, seven or eight in, in a row, or yeah. go nine and one here in the next ten. Yeah. And and even saying that at eight and six, I mean, I I think these last two weekends were the first time of your full complement of players since the opening weekend sweep <laughs> that's crazy. of Notre Dame. So really, when, with your full roster, that's 5-1. Five five one. One. That's I, correct. Yeah, yep. and so, I mean, that's just a testament to... Strobes to, is bringing the to, thunder! ...to what you guys can do at your full complement. And, I mean, like, like you just said, you're talking about taking the game to Penn State the way they play it, and you did it at home. Uh, out shooting them and, and keeping pace with them and beating them seven to three and what six three uh, yep. earlier in the year. So I mean, look at RJ just going on conscious here. 
you're going on the road, and yeah, I've I've heard I've never been there, but I've heard Pagula is a pretty tough place to play when the crowd's there. But like you said, there's no home home ice advantage this year, so you continue to keep the pace with them and keep the firepower up. Uh, I I definitely think on the back end now we've seen both goaltenders uh, are probably a little better than we've had in the past few seasons, and I think that's probably helping you guys out with the confidence, but I, I don't see why you can't go into uh, ha- Happy Valley there or State College and uh, replicate what we saw earlier in the year. No, I, I agree with you, and I think that the, the challenge for us is just to play consistent every shift and not have a breakdown, and we did that against Minnesota on the second night, and a couple of those you know, cost you against a good team, but again, if we're, if we're physical, if we're establishing our forecheck, which we've done probably – what I've seen the last three, four weekends we played, and, and you know, we're not taking penalties and we're staying disciplined and we're tracking through neutral zone to come back and help our D get out of our own end and, and hit our spots and our goaltenders, you know, can see the puck. You know, we're, I think we're going to be tough to beat, and we have to go in with that confidence every time we play somebody. We have speed. We have tenacity. We have, you know, again, the, the um, I think the, the teamwork this year and, and the um, – the happiness for each other when things, uh, you know, go well, uh, that to me is, is where you're going to be a great team uh, toward the end. Well, Strobes, I mean, you know, this year is so different, obviously, and to your previous, I mean, 2020, 2021 has been just a crapshoot, right? You don't know what's going to happen. It usually just kind of sucks. But with everyone kind of having to, you know, put their nose to the grindstone, be safe out there and not go around and, you know, cause a ruckus out and about, have you seen this team grow closer just because they kind of have to stick by each other? No question, no question. You know, um, I, I think again, character. Uh, I should say, you know, difficult times reveal character, and you know, we have a lot of character in our in our locker room, and I, I think it has brought guys closer together. You know, and now you go on the road, and and you have to stay in your unit, especially in the hotel, and you know, when we do get you know a little bit of that time together at the rink, I think guys definitely cherish it more, and they realize like, you know, hey, these, these moments are. Um, they're precious, and yeah. you got to embrace them. But there, there's a trust we've had this year that I think we have it in the years past when a guy looks next to him, he's like, hey, we got this, or hey, you made a mistake, I got your back, I'm going to pick you up. And um, that, that again, is a sign of uh, you know a good culture change, a sign of Love transition it. and building a winner and building something that now needs to uh, be sustainable with that trust, uh, not only from the staff to the players, but you know each other. Love it, man. Mark Strobel joining us right now, Wisconsin Associate Head Coach Barry Richter, Wisconsin Hockey Royalty Legend. Uh, Barry, you're quiet and quiet over there. Let's bring you back in, my man. So, <laughs> is he? RJ was going. RJ was going unconscious. Got Strobel's firing us up. I was like, I get it. I was quiet too. Bear, Strobel said a couple of things. He's like, you know, I, I didn't know that. I, I don't read the clippings. Yada yada yada. Barry, in your playing days, now I know it's different now. Social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Uh, but in the in your playing days, did you ever read the own newspaper clippings that were about you guys when you were playing? No, I mean, really, it was just the newspaper, right? So uh, you know, you, you didn't you didn't do much of that. It's just. Uh... You just focus on hockey. Yeah. And, uh, now, now, you did hear if there was a bad article written about the team. There was one time where we uh, actually uh, had to banish a reporter um, from the locker room just because we, we felt it was a very unfair article, and, and the reporter sort of agreed to it. Really? Um, you know, and, and everything was mended, and we're, we're best of friends uh, today. With no the kidding. Team. So, oh, yeah. And that happens. I mean, it's, 
Sometimes there's fair articles and fair criticism, and sometimes there's just uh, sometimes some of these really, get the bell rung. Well, and just sometimes the, the reporters <laughs> or media really don't know what's going on. I mean, when I was watching the NFL this past weekend, these guys are all jazzed up talking for about an hour, and I'm like, do they really know what's going on in the locker room? <laughs> I mean, and you don't. And Strobes knows it, and he's not going to say anything about it, and that's fine. And that's it's a sacred place the locker room is. Yeah. And, uh, and and the media will never really, really know what's going on. I mean, they know a lot more than back in the day, but sure. yeah, at the end of the day, it's a place that you keep pretty private. And it's uh, players only and coaches only. All right, Barry, uh, before I let both you boys go, the gruesome twosome, what does, uh, in your opinion, what do we got to do? What does the Wisconsin hockey got to do as they got Penn State coming up tomorrow? Well, I think the boys, uh, you know, I, I, as Strobe says, I mean, they're, they're 100%. They got everyone. Except for a suspended player, Sean, I believe he's out for a game. Yep. Um, you know, but this next man up, and I think that uh, the batters got to prove themselves. I mean, as Holmes knows that, and they got to put a string together. Everyone's sort of waiting for the string to come together and and to help out, uh, sort of down the stretch, and that's just going to help them with the cause. Uh, with the committee making them in the NCAAs. All right, Strobel, I have one question for you, then I have the final question before I let you guys go. This one comes from our listener on Twitch. He's a diehard Wisconsin hockey fan. He says, question for Strobel. Will I get asked to leave if I go and stand outside of the LeBron Arena and watch through the windows? What would say you, Strobel? <laughs> wow, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with being outside, is there? I mean, Just don't lick the windows. Be, a good uh, step ladder. I get that thing about ten feet high because I think you got to get elevated enough outside the glass to uh, look inside it, and you got a double pane there from the mezzanine. But you know, to me, that's thinking outside the box. My hats off to that person, whoever called in. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's 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 a love and passion Badger hockey fans have, and and man, that's that's family, and I, I appreciate someone calling in or, or you know saying that. And you know, I, I hope again if it's not on TV. Um, you know, you hear through the grapevine or what have you, but eventually, you know, this thing will end itself and, and we'll get back to having you back in and, and we can get loud and raucous and rowdy again and, and have fun, uh, you know, being in the building. Strobes, there's two things the reason why the fans want in so bad is, yes, to watch Wisconsin hockey in person, but the other one is to see that glorious flow of yours. Everyone has to see it in person. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm going to keep it rolling, man. Uh, <laughs> It's in a good place right now. It's a happy medium. I don't think I've had a haircut in maybe a month, months and seven days, not that I'm counting. Month and six days and 34 uh, seconds, I think, actually. But Strobes, I look today. It, I look today. It's, it's been a year exactly since I've had my last haircut. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, Let Barry. it flow, man. Let it flow. I'm letting it flow, baby. All right, boys. Barry, we'll start with you. Sunday. This isn't hockey, but it's going to be cold out there. Sunday, Lambeau Field. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, only one can win. Who do you got, Richter? Oh, for sure, Aaron Rodgers. They called it last week with you guys. They're going to call it again this week. I mean, come on. This is, there's no way. That guy's got 50 touchdowns and like five interceptions this year. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Strobes? Oh, I'm taking the pack for sure, man. I mean, hey, that's it's, it's Lambo. It's cold. And as good as uh, Tom Brady is, Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers, both, you know, incredible athletes and leaders. You know, the, 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 the blood gets real thin down there in uh, Florida, and the flip-flops to the field is, <laughs> I don't know, it, it might be a little too easy. Get the clubs ready there, Tommy boy. <laughs> Living too easy. I appreciate you guys' time. It's nice to have the gruesome twosome back on. Best of luck, Strobes and Barry. Always a pleasure. You guys have yourself a fantastic day, all right?
Thank you, you too. All right, boys. There, Take care. There they are. Barry Richter, Mark Strobel, Wisconsin Hockey Royalty. Strobel's has got it. Strobel's got it going, man. Barry's got it going too. My, my guys. Rogers Brady NFC Championship game Sunday, two o five Lambeau Field. Uh, we'll get comments from Matt Lefleur and uh, what Aaron Rodgers was talking about on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. But first, Nelly, the AFC Championship game. Now, we were talking yesterday and Monday about that hit that Patrick Mahomes took. So, well, I, I mean, I don't even know how big of a hit it was. He went limp, looked like he was unconscious, tried to get up, had the Bambi legs wobbling around his eyes. You could just tell he didn't even know his own name. And right after the AFC Championship game, Andy Reid made it very clear that Patrick Mahomes cleared all concussion protocols and that it was like a pinched nerve in his neck. Well, Rowdy, guess what? There is a, a guy who uh, has this thing called the Iron Man streak. Brett Favre has uh, thrown his hat in the ring of what Patrick Mahomes should do. Uh, in today's NFL, Rowdy, would you be listening to a guy named Brett Favre on how to take care of your body if you're a quarterback? I think he would be a guy that I actually would listen to because I'm probably you're probably going to hear a lot of things that he probably wouldn't do again. Or he would do differently. Right? Well, and that's why I bring it up, because here's what Brett Favre had said. Brett Favre said this about the Mahomes injury. Quote, you got to be smart. You've got to be smart. Ultimately, the decision may fall on doctors, and if they choose that he doesn't play, then it's the right move because of the long-term damage. Brett Favre has the Ironman streak. He played in 321 straight games. So if anyone knows about being smart, it would be Brett Favre. But this is Brett Favre right now being Captain Hindsight. This is Brett Favre looking back on his career saying this. Do you think if you were to go back in time, if Brett Favre were to go back in time while he's on this Ironman streak and old Brett Favre tells, you know, NFL playing Brett Favre, hey, man, you should probably take this game off. You know, your thumb's hurting you a little bit. Your ribs are hurting you a little bit. Your whole freaking body's hurting you a little bit. Do you think Brett Favre would actually listen? you think NFL Brett Favre? would listen to old man Brett Favre? No, I think uh, NFL Brett Favre would look dead in the eyes of old man Brett Favre and say, F you, and then walk right back out to the football field. Yeah, you got any left-handed footballs? <laughs> There's no way. If you are in the position of being Patrick Mahomes and you're listening to Brett Favre telling you to be smart about it, aren't you looking back at Brett Favre and be like, dude, you own the Iron Man streak. You are known as a legend for never taking a game off. Why would I do that when I'm in the AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills to punch my ticket to the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, and I'm trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls. Never. Listen. Listen. I get what yeah, Brett Favre's trying you to say. You asked Brett Favre if he would have sat out the NFC Championship game the year that they made it to the Super Bowl to play not against happening. the Denver Broncos. Because that's the exact same situation that Patrick Mahomes would be in. Yeah. It's not happening. Uh, I get what Brett Favre's trying to say. Like, he's doing the hindsights 2020. You know, call him Captain Hindsight right now. But there is no way, shape, or form. Okay, Rowdy, put yourself in the shoes of Patrick Mahomes. I'll do the same. You are iffy. You're like on that borderline 50-50. They're like, yeah, well, your neck's kind of bothering you. got that pinched nerve maybe. Actually, maybe you know, you're, you're battling concussion symptoms. We'll keep it quiet. Like, let, do, you, do you think that you should play? Yes or no? What are you going to say? I'm going to say yes. Of course I'm going to play. Well, even Brett Favre himself, if he was playing right now, would go out and play. Even even with all the knowledge that they now have with concussions and and stuff like that, Brett Favre still would go out and play. You know he would. 
no doubt. I think anyone would. If if you are into cement your listen, Patrick Mahomes already has a good legacy. He's got a great legacy. If you are Mahomes and you're out there of you know if you're iffy if you should play with your injury, you're gonna play. Like if you're fifty fifty, you're gonna play. And Patrick Mahomes knows all the residuals of what would happen if he played and got hit again. Yeah. He knows all the dangers. He knows all the effects. This wasn't even like the 1990s when it was basically covered up and hidden from players on what was actually going on in their brains. Exactly. Like you he, know what's happening. He, he knows everything that's going on. It's not like Patrick Mahomes is uh, you know, deaf to what the news is saying for the past you know, umpteen years, decade, about CTE and all of that. Everyone who plays in the NFL, everyone who plays football, from little kids, well, their parents more, more, more than a little kid, from you know, junior high, high school, college to the NFL, they know exactly what they're signing up for now. The science is out there. Everything's out there. CTE is a real thing. But you know what? They still do it. Why? Big time money and the legacy. You think Mahomes, dude, if Mahomes were to sit out with this, if they were really given, to give him the opportunity and he sat out, would this, I'm not say tarnish his legacy, but would this look, would people look down and frown upon Patrick There might Mahomes? be some people that would, but I bet a lot, especially with the culture today, a lot of people will just say, well, you, you know, he had a concussion. You can't fault him for yeah. that. Well, you get him next year. Well, maybe there's not going to be a next year. Now, I'm going to let Mahomes I think a lot of people give him a pass. I would. I'm going to let Mahomes decide what Mahomes wants to decide. I'm not going to crucify him either way. If I was in his position, I would be playing. Mahomes, but, you know, I'm not. Mahomes was eventually ruled out. Andy Reid noted after the game that he was in concussion protocol while also saying that he passed all of the deals that needed to be passed. And he said, we'll see how it goes from there. And now Jay Glazer is saying, Jay Glazer has said, and, you know, take that with a grain of salt, that it was Mahomes got knocked out, not a concussion. Explain that one to me. Like he got choked out then? Not a, how did you get choked out from that? I don't so, I don't know, dude. But Brett Favre throwing his hat in the ring of telling Mahomes that he's got to be smart. Is that kind of funny? It's ironic. I, there you go, ironic. Do you think Brett Favre was smart about his, uh, his, his playing with his Iron Man streak? See, it's always easy, like you said, in hindsight, to go back and say you'd do something differently. Yep. But I still would call BS on Brett Favre, saying if he was playing today and still knew what, what the players today know, he would still be playing too, and I guarantee that. Uh, I I feel the exact same way. Uh, let's see, Brett Favre, quote, the decision may fall on the doctors, and if they choose that he doesn't play, then that's the right move because of the long-term damage. Quote, when you're in the moment and you're young, you're bulletproof, man. I'm 51 years old, and I'm wondering what tomorrow will bring because of concussions more than anything. Okay, I get it. And then they said right here in this article, Mahomes is technically in the concussion protocol, but he may not be dealing with the concussion as he did pass the test. Mahomes was actually woozy, they say, due to a nerve in his neck that was tweaked due to the hit. And while that may get him out of the woods as it relates to concussion protocol, Mahomes may may still need to go through tests to make sure he gets the green light to play. So there's a lot of Packer fans. Remember when Aaron Rodgers broke that collarbone first time? Remember when Packer fans were like desperately, desperately crying uh, from the mountaintops, put Rodgers in when they're on that run, and then Dr. McKenzie, who's very conservative, not politically, when it comes to you know erring on the side of caution with his players, was saying that he shouldn't be playing, and Packer fans like wanted to fire Dr. McKenzie. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, well, that that's for that's been for like a lot of injuries. It's been Aaron yeah. Rodgers, wasn't it? Clay Matthews, Matthews, yeah. Is just about everyone, and people are like, "This is BS. This is BS. They should be playing." I feel like some of those players or some of those people now are saying the same uh, that Brett Favre's saying right now is like, "He should be careful. He should do it." It's like, weren't you trying to rush back Aaron Rodgers from a broken collarbone just to win an NFC North? And now you're the same people. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Facebook, crying that Mahomes like he should be. He should be sitting. He should be Mahomes. If he wants to play, let the man play. I mean, he's my gut says he plays. No doubt. Yours, Rowdy? Yeah, I think he plays too, and I'm with you. I mean, yeah, with knowing everything that can happen from concussions and, and down the road, what could potentially happen or some of the signs of CTE, mm-hmm. it's still ultimately a, an adult Patrick Mahomes decision if he wants to play or not. Totally. Let's go to the phones quick. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Evo, I'm back. I got one more thing. Yeah, one second. Welcome to the show. Who's this? Rosanna. Jesus. Rosanna. <laughs> hey, Charlie, would you play if you had a concussion in football? I don't know what a concussion is. I don't know. Charlie, would you play football hammer drunk? Uh, uh, they probably all do. <laughs> that a boy. Scott, would you play football with a concussion? Yeah, no. Why not? Uh, because I already have, and that's not fun. You, you've already played football with a concussion? Yes. I'm joking. Oh, okay. But I, I have some breaking news. I don't know if it's, it is news. Scott, you have two breaking news today. What is it? It says breaking. Philip Rivers announces retirement. Scott, do you listen to the show? I didn't. I, I'm just curious. Do you like? Do you have it on in the background? It, 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 yes, it's two days old. No, 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 no. We 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 talked about it uh, about 30 minutes, 20 minutes ago. Well, I'm sorry. But no, no, that's okay. Thank you for bringing it back up. Philip Rivers, Scott, he has nine kids and wears a bolo tie. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, thanks, well, buddy. It, well, at least it wasn't two days. Uh, yeah, you, you're getting better. We appreciate that, Scott. You, you have, are the man. Have a good day. See you, man. Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Bob. Oh, hey, Bob. Oh, God. Hey, Bob. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Oh, Bobby, thank you. What's up, Bob? Hey, I was. you guys were talking about this pinch nerve thing, and... I'll tell you what, he might almost be better off with a concussion. I've had both, and uh, the concussion, the pinched nerve, I didn't have it in my neck. I had it in my shoulder. Yeah, I've never had and a pinched nerve. Is it like? Is it just painful? Well, that's what I thought right it away, is, Bob. It was like, is this going to affect like his neck? Is that going to be down his arm into his hand? It got for me. I literally had like the strongest painkillers they were willing to give me and it did not help. You didn't ask for the horse like, tranquilizers? I I asked for everything. <laughs> I ended up with six shots in my spine. What? To yes. To get this thing to like Jeez. calm down. That's, That's insane, dude. Right. So I I'm interested to see because if it's truly a pinched nerve and obviously I'm not a doctor and I yeah, but you can no play idea, one you can play one on the show. I'm playing one on the show then, it because he literally, if he turns his neck, if it was anything like my shoulder, it'll be literally like somebody sticking a a knife in your neck every time, and the pain is incredible. Now, how'd that happen to you? Um, I just fell wrong, and it pinched up in my shoulder, Man. and they tried all this bull physical therapy, and 
And, <laughs> like, I did. I, I'm not kidding. I don't normally go into the doctor on my hands and knees, but yeah. it was that bad. Like, I'm like, you need to go up. I don't care Rowdy, where we go with this. Rowdy's got yeah, that's, that's another thing, Bob. It's like, well, one, you don't know exactly where it's going to affect him. If, if it is in the neck, will it affect him down into his hand? And, obviously, that's his throwing arm. But also, some people wake up with, like, a – you know, like a pinched nerve in their neck, and it'll hurt for like a day or two, and others it'll last weeks. Right. And I've lost, I actually lost strength in my hand too from it, which is interesting because his is up in his neck, which I would think would be significantly worse. Right. Damn. Hey, Bobby, what do you, is, I know you're a huge Brett Favre guy, so am I. When you hear Brett Favre saying that Mahomes should err on the side of caution and be careful when Brett Favre carries around that Ironman streak at 321 straight, what do, you, what do you think of Brett Favre telling Mahomes to, you know, be careful? You got your finger on the dump button? Well, I already did because you had the S word a little before, but yeah. Because uh, this one's coming in the exact same direction. Well, can you can Bullshit. you? Tr- can you- Bullshit. All right, Bob. He would totally play. <laughs> he would he totally would play. Totally play. That is such garbage, BS. Unbelievable. Bobby, thanks for churching up there. No more swearing because my dump button now is out for a while. Okay. All right, I'll try to keep it PG. <laughs> hey, and, uh, yeah. I do, I do want to bring one last thing up, and I'll let you go because I'm sure Charlie's calling, and he's got something very valuable. Shockingly, to bring shockingly no, he's not. Oh, oh well, maybe he set the phone down or ran out of a charge. Um, he's on a beer run. Yeah, I heard that you had a pit in your stomach. I feel like that makes me even more nervous. Well, I, just well, I mean, it's Tom Brady. You know, it's Tom Brady in a, in a championship game. I I do got a little pit in my stomach, but I think it's just it's nerves, right? It's nervousness. Uh, well, you had, a pit your, you, Bob, you had a pit in your stomach last week. You asked me for a pop-up speech. I gave one. Packers went and uh, got it done over the Rams. Did, did you read my email I sent back to you? I did. Are we going to get a pump-up speech? Uh, do, am I a man of my word? You, Bob, you indeed are. So what I did was give you time to prepare. I will make a call Friday. I love it. And I will expect you to bring me home, brother. Uh, Bob, bring me to that... Anything Sunny, for you. unicorn, rainbow place. Anything for you. What kind of drugs do you want? I'll take those. Anything for you, Bob. Uh, give me some of those uh, painkillers I gave you. Bobby, before I let you go, though, what music do you want in your, in your pump-up speech? Uh, you can think about it. From Rocky, uh, something from Rocky would be good. Done. You got that, it. All right. And, Bob, if the Packers win, um, I'll try to do this. But in Rocky Four, there's that weird like robot that Polly gets. I'll try and find one for you if uh, the Packers do beat Tom Brady, okay? Well, if they do, I'll try to find you a rob- robot so you can finish your bet off. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Craigslist. How's that sound? <laughs> I love it, dude. Thanks, Bobby. Something used, maybe an older model. Ooh. All right. I guess. All right. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Later. Bye. <laughs> Bob, very, 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 uh, very loose with the. Uh, I had to dump it, so I asked Bob, "What did you think about Brett Favre telling Mahomes to err on the side of caution and maybe not play in that AFC Championship game against the Bills?" And Bob said. I can't repeat it now because the FCC will be on my jock. But Bob said, bull crap. But the word wasn't crap. I think you can use your imagination. Oh, my God. The fountain of Wisconsin sports knowledge. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good morning, Zacharias. How are we doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I uh, would like to uh, – I don't know if I said this before, but I have finally joined the good side with you, Zach. I am a proud owner of a PlayStation 5. I am currently making my way through Norway and England, cutting down any uh, loser in my way for Valhalla with uh, yeah, as a, the Viking I'll, that I am. 
cutting all the Saxons down. The so. Saxons. I show no mercy to the Saxons, Zach. And no anyone mercy. else in between. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of showing no mercy, well, you know, I wish mm. Michigan would have showed a little mercy on Wisconsin. But Wisconsin yeah. did come back, um, got a win at the rack against Rutgers. And as we move forward looking at this game tonight against Northwestern, there is something that was different with the Wisconsin Badger basketball team uh, when, you know, they went to the rack. And that was Nate Reavers on the bench. And it was Tyler Wall starting in place. Zach, was that a matchup thing, as Tyler Wall said in uh, some uh, presser a couple days ago, that it was for matchups? Or is Tyler Wall now the starter in this lineup and Reavers has got to work his way back in? I think it's, um, it was a matchup thing. I think we'll – I guess I'm expecting to see Nate Reavers back in the starting lineup tonight. Um, we'll see, but it certainly was. I mean, it, it made sense against Rutgers because they're a more athletic team and they needed some guys to match up um, with with that. And, and Tyler's obviously a lot more athletic than Nate. And uh, look, Nate and, um, and uh, Michael Potter have not played a ton together of late. And I think the the fact that he's in the starting lineup is kind of irrelevant. They've been going with one big guy for much of the year. Um, playing one big guy at a time, so I think the starting lineup is kind of irrelevant. It's probably it's more important to see who's playing when yeah. uh, at the end of the game. Okay, I got you. All right, so you know who's playing at the end of the game and how they're playing. What I I know will not we don't know, but Nate Reavers when it comes to his progression, I was very excited about it two years ago. Then last year, I thought maybe you know you're still going up and kind of plateaued. What is what is going on with Nate Reavers' game right now? <laughs> The million-dollar question, right? Yeah, no one. I mean, I don't think anybody knows, right? I mean, he just has really just kind of fallen off. Uh, I mean, he. We talked about at the beginning of the year. I thought he was the key, like being able to be consistent and show up every single game. And he hasn't obviously done that. He was good against the teams that aren't very big. Uh, was was. I mean, he had he was double digits the first four games of the year, right? Yep. He was, and he had actually played uh, relatively well in the second half against. Uh, Indiana, but for the most part, he's really struggled against teams that have any kind of size inside. He just has not been very aggressive. I mean, his shooting percentage has, has fallen off. Uh, he's hit one three-pointer in Big Ten play. Mm. It, it, it's just been, one? Uh, you do shoot. He's hit one. Oof. Zach, he's you, hit one. you mentioned how Nate Reavers was going to be a big part of this team, especially if they were going to have success. And would, do you think you would agree with Yibo and I when we say – so far this season, I think every player on this team has at least played to their ability or better, except for Nate Reavers. I think every player on the team has played to their ability at times. I mean, I Nate played to his ability early in the season, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, early in the season, yes. Against lesser right. teams that he should, yes. Yeah, but he did. He did. I mean, I, they, uh, they've all had their ups and downs. I mean, almost every one of them has had uh, a horrible game. Uh, and good games, and some have played. Like Demetri Trice is the only one that has consistently, at yeah. least of late, he's the constant. Consistently been there every single game. Uh, Micah Potter's been up and down. He, barely, he didn't play the last 16 minutes of the, the Indiana <laughs> game because he couldn't play defense. And Nate was in there. So Nate, I will agree with you that he has not certainly played anywhere close to I think where a lot of people that were expecting him to play, and, and, and where Wisconsin really needs him to play. But uh, a lot of the team has been up and down, but he has certainly been the the uh, most noticeable because it uh, just doesn't make any sense. Especially, I mean, what game was that? I think it was the beginning of the Indiana game. Which was like, what is what is he doing? Yeah, like I, I it, it just didn't make any sense. Well, I think the and most, yet he finishes up with fourteen points and six rebounds. I think the most what is he doing game was the Michigan game, but then you can make the case that was everybody, uh, right? Mm-hmm. That was everybody. That was, yes, yes, that's everybody. Yeah, I mean, he, like, what I, are you doing? I, I called that though. You, you did. We, we, right. 
All right, call, call, call it now. Call it now. You said, I saw you in the hallways before the Michigan game, and I was like, I hope there's a big game from Nate Reavers. In fact, I think I said on these airwaves, I called it out, Nate Reavers will shock the world and remind everyone you know, of how good he is. And then you're like, well, I think his first possession is going to be a block. Well, Zach, yeah. it was his first possession, and then his second possession were blocks. Yeah, I was wrong. So I, was only, I guess it was only 50% correct. But it, it feels like every time the ball goes in the post with him, it's getting blocked. Like it just, I don't, and that doesn't make any sense. He's 6'11". Yeah. He's he's he is a senior. He's he's put a lot of time in the weight room. Like he's he's a strong guy, and yet it happens almost all the time. Like no one's going for his fakes whatsoever. Well, call like your it, shot. It, call your shot now, Heilprin. Who's who scores first know. for the Badgers uh, tonight? Uh, Brad Davis and three pointer. Three or free? Three. Three ball. Okay, Brad Davis and three ball. My man. So a little step back. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. The thing about the, the, here's I think the biggest thing to watch tonight, or one of the biggest things to watch, tonight, I should say, is Wisconsin's three point shooting. They've gone two games where they haven't come close to hitting forty percent. They haven't had a three game stretch where they haven't hit forty percent since early February of last year. So wow. um, they need to. I mean, their offense really, really struggles when they can't hit from three. Um, we've we've seen that time and time again. They were bad against Michigan. They weren't great against Rutgers. Um, they were at three point shooting. Offense and when that starts going, when that when that's falling for them, as you would think, mm-hmm. they're uh, a very very good team and a very good offense. But when it's not, oof, yikes! All right, Zach, uh, let's talk some good. How about that tonight? Obviously, you got the Wildcats coming in. Wildcats have lost five in a row. They're just cratering out right now. Um, wow. the, what are we thinking? Was Wisconsin favored by a ten and a half? Ten and right? a half this morning. Is Wisconsin? Uh, they have a hard time covering against teams, but there's always like a long stretch where Wisconsin just imposes their will and they just grind that clock down. And that ten point, they could have like a like a ten point lead, twelve point lead, and it feels like eternity. Like the, it's like a, like the team's not going to be able to get back to it. What do we think about this uh, matchup with the Wildcats tonight? Trice was saying that they're long, they're athletic, and they're just yeah. going to have to you know, let the game come to them, players yeah. speak. But what do you think happens yeah. tonight? they got some shooters, too. They haven't shot it overly well, especially in this, this five-game stretch where, they have been, uh, where they've lost every game. But they have some really good players. Uh, they, I think, like Wisconsin, <laughs> has, has some really good individual players and, and uh, not always, I guess, not always on the same page. Like, for me, obviously the three-point shooting is one aspect, of it, but the, the other end of the court, can Wisconsin put together another good defensive game? Can they play team the team defense? Can they can Aleem Ford, Tyler Wall lock in like they did against Rutgers and and put it and shut another team down? They shut Rutgers down. I mean, Rutgers was offensively outside of the paint, which is kind of you know that's their that's their go to. But they were horrible from three point. And I think they had a lot to do. I mean, they had some open shots, but I think a lot a lot to do with Wisconsin's pressure and, and Aleem Ford being locked in and uh, against uh, uh, against. Harper Jr. and Geo Baker. I mean, those guys were uh, essentially non-factors in that yeah. game. And I think we're going to have to see if we can, if uh, we can see from Aline Ford and Tyler Wall and the rest of that team where they can put together another really good defensive effort uh, together. Because um, that's what's going to, that is what is going to allow them to make a deep run. That their three-point shooting is going to is what's going to determine how far they go next uh, in March. All right. So speaking of March, our sports director Zach Halpern joining us right now. Uh, Zach, March, March Madness already a little different feel. You know, it's all in Indy. That's where the sixty-seven game tournament is going to take place. But uh, I was reading at MadCitySportsZone.com here. People are going to have to. I'm sure you know this. You're a very smart guy. And I don't think you've had this operation. I have not had this operation. I don't think Rowdy's had this operation. But usually uh, vasectomies spike 
the first two days of that tournament for Thursday and Friday for all day action as you know guys are just icing their goodies on the couch as an excuse to be like no more kids I can watch basketball now so Zach there's a little different flavor besides being an indie for March Madness is the first four really going to be that first Thursday yeah it's going to be that first Thursday March 18th uh, and then they're going to be playing the, the second or the first and second rounds on Friday and Saturday and I should say uh, the first the first round on Friday and Saturday, yep. and then the second round on Sunday and Monday, right? Yeah, no and rest. Then they're gonna gonna follow that up the following week. This week sixteen is gonna be Saturday and Sunday, and then the Elite Eight will be Monday and Tuesday. Um, Crazy. They, they don't. I mean, they don't have to worry about travel anymore, right? Like yeah. the most you're gonna be traveling is an hour to Bloomington, or however long it is to West Lafayette from Minneapolis. It's all gonna be within that little uh, little corridor, so you don't have to worry about travel and. Uh, I think they want to get this in and get it done as, as quickly as possible. <laughs> um, you know, uh, the only thing that's going to be the same this, this year is going to be the the final four being set for for Saturday night and then and then Monday night, like to have every other year. But yeah, the tournament's going to run March 18th through April 5th. It's going to be a little bit uh, more condensed, I guess. Yeah, definitely. All right, Zach, uh, can't wait to see. I mean, fingers crossed they can't afford to lose another one of those tournaments. So fingers crossed that uh, it happens and they. As no. you said, oh, can't... that that, that tournament's getting played then. There's, yeah, good. Yeah. As, no, <laughs> unless every team, unless every school pulls out, or I should say, it's yeah, not going to happen. Not happening. Not happening. They, and like you said, they got to get it over with as quickly as possible. All right, right. Zach Alpern joining us right now. Let's switch a little gears uh, before I talk Packers with you. Caesar Williams, uh, Badger defenseman, you coming back for a sixth year? Is that what I read? He is. Yeah, he's coming back. Uh, he has decided. Yeah, he's one of the one of the seniors that's going to take advantage of the. NCAA allowing guys to come back uh, because of the pandemic, and he'll come back, and it gives Wisconsin eight returning starters, if you consider him and Fayon Hicks your starting quarterbacks. I know some people would say Rashad Wild Goose would have been a starter, but either way. Uh, and he's going to the NFL, right? Coming. He is, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but so they got eight guys coming back. Noah Burks also uh, coming back for a six years. So that defense that was really, really good, they obviously have some pieces to replace. Got to find replacements for Isaiah Loudermilk, excuse me, Isaiah Loudermilk and Garrett Rand, and along with Eric Burrell, but I think they'll be able to, I think they'll be fine uh, on the back end, but the defensive line is probably the biggest concern, but yeah, getting eight guys back on defense from a defense was pretty darn good, perhaps outside of the final game of the season. Um, you know, obviously turned them over, gave a bunch of ton of yards, but, but turned them over. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good unit coming back. Yeah, definitely. And I think what was uh, Caesar Williams tweeted out? He just wanted to pick Jack off. Was <laughs> that what it was? <laughs> yeah, just he, the only reason he came back was to play against Notre Dame and pick uh, Jack Cohn off. I think he, um, I think he deleted that tweet. By the way, um, you I think really? Well, I'm looking. At, I saw it on the article you wrote, and now it's not there anymore. Like it's just uh, like the broken link. So I think that means he deleted the tweet. I'll have to go weak. back and have yeah, very weak. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta I, as a guy who never I mean, deletes tweets. No, it's still yeah. there. I apologize. It's still there. It's still there. Okay. It's still there. Yeah. As a guy who never deletes tweets, Zach, you got to stand by it. And Caesar Williams definitely right. stood by it. All right. <laughs> I think that tweet got enough favorites, though. You don't think up. it did? No, no, for it to stay up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, in, he's almost at 500 likes now. All right, Zach Halpern joining us right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Zach Halpern. That man gets way more than 500 likes on tweets. All right, Zach, something that's happening on Sunday. You know about this game on Sunday, right? This little thing called the NFC Championship game. Yeah. What do you What do you think, dude? Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Is Tom Brady the goat? He is the uh, most accomplished quarterback in NFL history. That is the most 
perfect Big J response right there, Zach. <laughs> without putting you know any of your opinion. Does anybody, actually think, does, does anybody actually think he's the best quarterback? Like actual uh, skill and that type of like he's not the most physically gifted quarterback to ever play the game. He's no. not the best quarterback to ever play the game. He is obviously the most accomplished quarterback and one of the most clutch players that's ever been. And uh, is he the best you know, winner? Yeah, he's the most accomplished. He's the best winner. I mean, wins aren't a quarterback stat, but he's the most accomplished right. uh, of any of the quarterbacks that have ever played this game. He's been remarkable, he's, and yeah, it's been amazing. I he's, saw a very big argument. Good, I saw a huge argument breaking out uh, with uh, you know my our boss Randy and him saying that Aaron Rodgers is the best, but uh, Tom Brady is the best cheater to ever mm. do it. Oof. Now, when you got the flake gate and, you know, spy gate and Tom Brady, like, taking a hammer to cell phones and not cooperating with investigations and yada, 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 does that come into play with this? It certainly comes into play for teams that had to face him for 15, 16 years uh, <laughs> in fans. I think we can all, I mean, we all know that there's there was a lot of shadiness, yes. shadiness, Shady, shadiness from, shady. Shadiness shady from the Patriots uh, during his tenure and Bill Belichick, and all the stuff that went on there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you, if, if Randy wants to call him a cheater, I'm more than on board with that. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly okay with it because it, it's proven to be the case. Dude was suspended for games because of it. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. He is not the most talented quarterback uh, that's ever played the game, and I don't think it's particularly close. He's, he's, but he's the, best, he's, the biggest, uh, he's the most accomplished. So you're not in the free Brady camp? You were never in that camp? No. So no, would, would, would Zach Halperin say it's so you can drop the like the you know you can you can have an opinion here Zach you're in the circle of trust this is the safe zone okay so you can you can drop the the reporter moniker and be just Zach right now you're just you're just Zach Halperin just another guy right. right now let's get it out is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback ever it's more, uh, you're just you're just Zach right now you're just Zach yeah no I'm I'm thinking about this um, I'm it's Tom Brady's most accomplished. Aaron Rodgers is perhaps the most gifted. Okay, I like that. Okay, I'll take that. I like that. I think I like. Yes. And, if and you Patrick could Mahomes, build a perfect and, quarterback, what would you take from who and? <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers' arm. Uh, no matter what, no matter who, no matter Brett Favre's uh, toughness. Ever. Brett Favre's uh, ability to swallow Vicodin. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, he is just Zach. No, this is just Zach joining us right now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Brett Favre was talking earlier that uh, Patrick Mahomes should, like, play it safe and, you know, like, listen to his doctors and maybe not go out there if, you know, if, uh, if he's too banged Shut up. up. That <laughs> would take Brock Osweiler's size. God. Yeah. Colin uh, Coward said they should wait for uh, Patrick Mahomes to be cleared and healthy to play the game. No, of course he did. All right. God. Uh, Zach, so, okay, what do you think happens in the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game? We'll start with Bills, Chiefs. What, who punches their ticket to the Super Bowl? I think Patrick Mahomes plays, and I think the Chiefs win. Though, I mean, the Bills have not necessarily played extremely well the, these first two games, but um, they've done enough. They're def- I think defense, I mean, gosh, um, I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think, uh, but I think the Chiefs pull it out, and then, uh, I think the Packers win. Yes, sir. And that's uh, not overly easy to say because Tom Brady, what is he, 9-4 in championship games? But this Very is good. his first one in the NFC. I think the, the Packers at home, Aaron Rodgers, the way that offense is playing, if they can keep him upright, I think they're going to have opportunities in the secondary. But can the defense 
continue to play at the level it has. And, and I don't know that to be the case because this is the most talented team that they're going to face uh, weapons-wise. I'd probably, I mean, who has better weapons, this team or, or Kansas City? Wow. I would say Antonio Kansas City. Brown, Mike Evans. Well, Antonio Brown's Godwin. a little banged up. God, I don't know. That's God, a, that's I, I think I might take Tampa Bay for yeah, weapons-wise, I mean, but obviously Patrick Mahomes is a difference maker. Yeah. Look. Either Green way, Bay's we got good win. football on the way. Yeah, Green Bay's going to win. Green Bay's going to go on to the Super Bowl and play the Chiefs. And uh, there, I don't and think. Like Super Bowl, away, hey, and like Super Bowl matter. one, the Packers win. <laughs> I love it. We'll end on that note. We'll, right. we'll end right there. Packers Super Bowl champs. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate your time. Yep. Thanks, guys. There he is. Zach Heilprin, our sports director.